like, what is going on? This is Armstrong and Jet. And that's when the air is upon us. Hi, Papa! Sometimes you have to think through uh, things that you say. I don't want to hear what you have to say. Child? Oh, my God. My gosh. That's some good Yeah. It's such a bizarre I apologize for that. All right, go, go. He said, you know, your news conferences are tougher than most. It's, uh, every question is a kill. They're going for the kill. This is Ed McQuire. And now, he... Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Don't be a tough guy. Don't be a fool, senor. <laughs> a dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And today on Little Friday. Normally I'm ready to party on Little Friday, but I'm, uh, I've got some sort of disease today. So I might not party tonight. Is it uh, one of those rampant STDs we heard about the other day? I don't know. I got something. It's probably a little personal. But, I got right. one of those things that uh, they come in your life and go, and you don't know what they are. Yeah, kind of a cold, kind of a stomach thing, kind of a something. Everybody in the family had it, and it'll disappear. And nobody will ever know what it was. Right. There's a lot of those that float around in the world. You were ill. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but anyway, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Elijah Cummings. The late Elijah Cummings. Passed away. Yeah, chairman of the, uh, the House Oversight Committee. Right in the middle of the impeachment thing. Right. Died mysteriously. So if you remember his the feature they did on him on 60 Minutes last year, it was all about heading into impeachment or possible impeachment at that time. That he's He's got the most powerful committee out there because the Oversight Committee can pretty much ask for anything on anybody at any time. Uh-huh. That uh, they've they've got as, uh, about as much power as anybody in the government, and uh, he was the chair of that. And uh, we'll play clips of him. You'll remember his voice when you hear it because he had kind of a booming preacher style. Sure, but he has died in the midst of impeachment mysteriously. <clears throat> is it mysterious? Well, it is mysterious because they're not really saying it. They just said uh, complications, and I'm not going any further. And yeah, nah, he was sick for a really long time, I guess, and everybody knew it, but. <clears throat> How it's old? more exciting to say, mysteriously, 68. That's yeah. not that old. No, no. Um, had heart surgery not too long ago. I hadn't right. understood that. You know, honestly, I thought he was a grandstanding political hack and a liar. Oh, wow. Um, That's but, not, the, not the tone you usually but, strike on the day a person dies. But. Don't, but, don't go to his memorial. But. <laughs> I, I was uh, surprised to hear a handful of Republicans pipe up uh, that. He's actually the sort of guy who would listen uh, with an open mind to you and, and that sort of thing. I just I think he lived he lived in the days of grandstanding. You know, well, as a young man, he was an incredibly uh, courageous uh, fighter for civil rights. This you got to give him that. This was just handed to me because it just came down. I was actually wondering when I heard the news this morning. I thought, is Trump going to handle this? How's Trump going to handle this? Is he going to do one of those I prefer prisoners that people uh, I oh, prefer people my. who don't get captured sort of moments? I prefer congressmen who don't die. Yeah, that sort of thing. But he went with my warmest condolences to the family. Uh, got to see firsthand the strength, passion, and wisdom of this highly respected leader. So he you know, went with the classy move. All right, appreciate that's good. that. Don't like me. But so who's next in line? I'm immediately jumping to, to the podcast. That's dark. Wow, dude, that's inappropriate. I mean, Pelosi maybe, <laughs> but, but wow. <laughs> Sean has an answer ready. <laughs> That's um, beautiful. Who's next in line on the committee to be in charge? Oh, uh, well, they've got important. to elect a new chairman. It's important. I'm guessing it's the senior Democrat. Okay. That, that, the politics matter in the midst of impeachment. 
Sure. Um, uh, and what else is getting a lot of attention? Uh, still, uh, Trump, Syria, Kurds, etc. Oh man, he's he's alone. And then there was dang near. And then there was a, uh, a a blow up of some sort in a big meeting yesterday between Trump and Pelosi. Everybody agrees that there was a blow up, and everybody agrees that Pelosi left. And there's a picture of her standing up and pointing at the president, right? But who was who lost their cool? That uh, depends on who you ask. Who had a meltdown? That's the question. Democrats say Trump melted down. Trump says, I was fine and calm. Pelosi melted down, mm. which I don't know. She stormed out. Calmer than you are, dude. I think <laughs> I like the idea of <laughs> of uh, putting out pictures, though. Official White House photographer. Yes. Put out the picture of Nancy Pelosi. And Trump tweeted it. Of Pelosi standing up and pointing at him. And right. Pelosi has now made that her Twitter background picture. Right. And, her she, header, yeah. and she has made that like the theme of her thing today. So they're right. both they both think it's to their advantage to put that picture out there. Yeah. Oh, there it is. So yeah, and and it's entertaining. It is. It's kind of fun. But is anybody actually going to gain any advantage? No. Sure. But here's do, my favorite. Do Americans part of it. care? Here's my favorite part of it. She, because she's old and can't hear very well, most of the people involved in politics are very, very old, because she can't hear very well. She thinks the president called her a third-grade politician, which is not a phrase. He and the people clo- sitting closer to Trump say, no, he said third-rate politician, I heard which it, is a phrase. I heard it stated unequivocally it was third-grade, not third-rate. Trump says which third is, rate, and the people sitting close to some of the people sitting close to him said it's third rate, which is something people say. Right. The old people who are all in their 80s on the other side and of the white table. Third grade? <laughs> I'm not a third grade politician. <laughs> what is that? We didn't even have student council in third grade. Third grape? What? We haven't had any grapes yet. <laughs> yeah, so the people down at the are other end of the have grapes? The other end of the long table. <laughs> <laughs> who are in their 80s also said, would I like grapes? Yes, I would like some grapes. Uh, so we're, we're all gray politicians. <laughs> what? So I think it's funny we get differing accounts based on how good your hearing is at your current age. Mm. Um, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, pretty good. The wedding venue search continues. I thought maybe I, we had something, but um, we had thought about this beautiful nursery, you know, a, a place where they sell trees and plants and everything like that. And so we thought, hey, maybe... They have a restaurant, so we... Bunch of babies crawling around? No, no, no. It, <laughs> not, a not plant that nursery. A plant nursery, yeah. Breastfeeding, et cetera. It's an affirmation of life. Yeah, so it turns out it was $10,000, so that, there went that Woo! idea. So um, $10,000? Yes. buy your entire inventory for $10,000. Right. Jeez! That's ridiculous. And so I'm thinking maybe a Christmas tree lot. I'm going <laughs> to... You know, holiday comes up, we're going to get married in front of a Douglas fir, five foot, seven. It's a fine tree. Sign. You know, we'll have nature. You know what I think the $10,000 price is? We don't want to do this, but if somebody would pay us that much, we'd do. Because Joe right. and I have prices like that on various things oh, yeah. that we don't want to do. We make it a ridiculous price. If you paid that much, we would do it, but we don't want to do it. Right. So that's why that's the price. That's the point. And or... So many people come into it with an unlimited, unwise budget that that's the, why don't you ask, see if we got a sucker, price. Yeah. You might be able to come back and say, listen, I got four. Yeah. Four thousand. That, that's its own economy, stuff like that, where um, a certain amount of your clientele, people getting married... There's really no limit. I'm telling you, call back, say that I'm sorry, I misspoke. It's not a wedding. I'm an amateur ventriloquist, 
Mm-hmm. And I'm looking for a place to practice for a couple hours with some of my closest friends. Uh, 100, 100 bucks would be fine. Yeah, how much to rent it out. Right. Because yeah. they're hoping you got a, a grandma on one side that's going to, she doesn't care. As long as her little princess gets the <laughs> wedding she wants. <laughs> there is positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well, except for the fact that I uh, I paid another one of my stupid taxes today. Uh, but this one, I think, is a, is a fix for the long haul. Uh, for for a while, I've been juggling a phone charger between my home and work because mm. if my phone dies, I got to go home. I can't be out in public. What am right. I going to do? Clearly. How do I how do I order food or get a car ride or anything? <laughs> uh, so, uh, but I forgot to bring it this morning. My phone is currently sitting at twenty four percent, not nearly enough to get me through the day. Uh, and so I went to the electronics section of our vending machine oh, that's food right. cafe. They sell stuff like and, that. Uh, yeah, dropped a uh, dropped ten bucks. Who's on the ten? Is that a uh, that's a uh, Hamilton? Ham- yeah, so I dropped a Hamilton on a, on on this lime green uh, lightning cable charger. I chose green so it'll be easier to find because I nice. know the black I, stuff that yeah, just blends in. I have bought the convenience store uh, sort of little charger things, and man, you got to plug them in for two days to gain five percent. I don't know what they do, how many threads they put in their wires. Yeah. And so my wife's big on this. I, w- I wish I knew the brand because I'd say it right now. The uh, the super great. Uh, a line, whatever you call it, the, the the line that goes between the plug and your phone. What do you call that? The cable? The cord, the yeah, cable, yeah. 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 You buy the good ones, it makes all the difference in the world. Your phone charges so much faster, it's incredible. And yeah. it costs like twice as much instead of 15 or 28 or something. But man, does that make a difference. That is an investment worth making in your house or your car for charging your phone. <clears throat> uh, the That's very, a good consumer tip. The very newest iPhone comes with the high-quality one, apparently, finally. Um, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I am uh, doing very well. We have a celebrity Marshall's birthday today. Are you ready for Marshall Mathers, a.k.a. Uh-huh. Eminem, a.k.a. Slim Shady, turns 47 today? Wow. Wow, young. Is he still relevant on the hippity-hop scene? Not really. He puts out a... I think he put out an album not too long ago that was somewhat lukewarmly received. Every now and then he'll show up on someone else's yeah. thing. Right. Uh, but, you know, he's not the, the phenomenon he once was. I, I missed him the first time through, yeah. kind of. I mean, I was aware of him, but right. I didn't get into him. Then I got into him a while back because my kids were kind of into a couple of his funny songs. And I started listening to him and doing research. I didn't realize how freaking big he was. He's the biggest-selling music artist of the 2000s. 2000 yep. to 2010, mm-hmm. on the planet. Mm-hmm. During that decade, biggest-selling artist on the planet mm-hmm. sold gazillions and gazillions back when you could sell records. So if he had that career now, he'd have made about 10 bucks. <laughs> right. <clears throat> well, he just did, enormous how big he was. And he did pretty well out of that. His net worth right now stands at $240 million. Yeah. And wow. um, and yes, Elton this. John mentions in his new book, Elton John is his sponsor for a sobriety. Oh, is, right. is Eminem's sponsor, which is... Uh, they did a song collaboration, uh, at least that. a live performance version of one of his songs. That back was back day. before I hated award shows so much I couldn't watch them. It was a nice moment, as I recall. Yeah, I remember uh, Slim Shady was on uh, Saturday Night Live last year yeah. and tr- with his new album and everything like that. And he he, he looked kind of funny in his getup at his current age because he's got the I'm in my 40s now face yeah. with his hoodie on. And he just, he looked... Hip-hop is a young genre, and we are now experiencing the first ever middle-aged hip-hoppers. Yeah, right? he, a lot of looked, them, because of their lifestyles, they didn't make it to that point. He looked like the guy hanging around the convenience store <laughs> buying some scratchers and asking for change. It's just what he looked mm. like. No, he didn't mm. look like cool and hip. Mm. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Thursday, 
October 17th, the year 2019, where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Here we go, then. Officially, according to FCC rules and reg, the show begins at Mark. Dear passengers, people who travel without tickets or behave disorderly or smoking public areas will be punished according to regulations, and the behavior will be recorded in the individual credit information system. To avoid any negative record of personal credit, Please follow the relevant regulations and help with the orders on the train and at the station. I uh, find that announcement at a Chinese uh, train station both chilling and admirable. I couldn't, I couldn't understand that very well. So, what did they, the woman say? It's a oh. Chinese train. Yeah. Yeah, and they were saying if you want to avoid, or anybody traveling without a ticket will be subject to punishment in accordance with the laws and will be uh, essentially demarked on your social credit score. Yeah. I did catch that she was doing a mocking Asian accent with her regulations. Oh, I mean, that's no. mocking. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't even repeat it. Uh, but, she, yeah, I find it chilling. Uh, the, the Chinese totalitarian state watching over your every move. And I kind of wish we had more of that here so people would act like human beings in public wow. and not jackasses. <laughs> Look at Joe Just Getty. a little more yeah. oppression, I think. Wow. Just Jeez. a little bit. Wow. Jeez. There you go. Quit uh, dropping F-bombs in McDonald's. <laughs> you know, uh, give up your seat to a lady. A little decency. So you want the social credit score going. Uh, it has its advantages. Mm. There's Marshall Phillips. Uh, what do we got with other headlines? Well, Syria, once again, front and center on Capitol Hill. Meltdown at the White House. But whose? And yet another sign, newspapers are soon going to be extinct. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. How's mailbag look? Oh, uh, good. Oh, it's it's fine and dandy. Sorry, I was thinking about something else. Um, But, yeah, it's fine. It's, uh, what you were thinking of, is that good? Well, no, well, it's uh, the... 30th anniversary of the great, uh, terrible Loma Prieta earthquake mm. in the San Francisco Bay Area. Yeah. And, uh, was happened, during, that. happened during the World Series. Yeah. Which is absolutely amazing. We got clips of that coming up. We got a good, pretty pretty decent show. To, I'm ill, so who knows what's going to happen. I'm damp. Whatever my illness oh, thinks, I'm damp. Oh, oh no. golly, that's a terrible word. Yeah, my shirt, my pants. I'm just damp. My whole body's damp. Oh, chimney. That's not good. Don't even, why would you? Stay tuned oh. for Mailbag coming up next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Prize-winning journalist Ronan Farrell continues to make the rounds with his book, Bad-mouthing NBC, and uh, what creepos they are, willing to protect rapists if it's going to make them more money. Uh, we have some clips of a couple of his interviews later in the program. You know, want to bad-mouth LeBron, LeBron for not coming out against China if it loses him money? How about NBC protecting freaking rapists because it's going to make them more money on the Today Show? Heck Yeah! Heck yeah, even as they portray themselves as the wise and benevolent you know, a source of all that is, is good and lecture the rest of us in America. I'm not protecting any rapists. How about you? Mailbag. <laughs> trying to find a uh, good uh, freedom-loving quote of the day uh, from uh, Alexander Hamilton. 
Why has the government been instituted at all? Because the passions of man will not conform to the dictates of reason and justice without constraint. That's why we need more constraint to train stations. That's not a very good one. The passions of man. Yeah. Yeah. Man, he was a wordy son of a gun. (laughs) Hilarious. Uh... Joe's criticism of some of the great thinkers. Boy, he's a wordy son of a gun. Summarize. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of mediocre there. Get Michelangelo an intern. Right, Kevin. Seriously, get some poor intern to do the more mundane aspects of the job so Michael can spend more time focusing on audio drops. He's been on fire lately. Was nearly crying at my desk today with the Biden drops. He signs off, KWTCACPH, keep racking, wrapping that chain around Corn Pop's head. <laughs> Kevin in the Great Northwest. But I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. Yes. Buddy and my, uh, mine got in a text exchange uh, last night with him over, uh, he hit me with a, you want to take our rusty razor blades down to the pool and get in the chain butt? <laughs> and we started going back and forth online. You have a straight razor, you'd bang him on the curb. Sure. <laughs> sure. Then we started throwing old-timey expressions. Yeah, I keep mine in a butter churn to get sour milk on it early when I cut you. Harmeet Dillon, we've talked to her before, uh, writes, If I'd wanted the power shut off for days by bloated, corrupt utilities, enabled by bloated, corrupt one-party politicians, I would have stayed in India. Good one. Yeah, nice job, Harmeet. Uh, Boy, we're about out of time. It's a shame, too. There's a lot of news today, as there is every day in the modern world, and it's coming up. With Marshall Phillips. Why was I using that sort yeah. of voice? Wow. Next job. Uh, a lot of textures agree that damp is a terrible word to describe yourself. I am damp today. As I, it's terrible. I've got some Just sort of illness and like my shirt feels wet. Oh, boy. I don't know what that is. What do you take for that? Just be quiet. A day off. Just shut up. <laughs> yeah, really? The day off is what you take yeah. for that. Nobody's concerned for you. They just want you to stop. You don't come in and breathe on your coworkers when you feel damp. Not oh a good boy. idea. Oh, golly. Stop keep, saying just damp. keep saying it. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. <laughs> well, Vice President Mike Pence, Secretary of State Mike uh, Pompeo, are in Ankara, Turkey today. They're meeting with the Turkish president, and the uh, brief visit is in the hopes of negotiating a settlement to end Turkey's military offensive in northeast Syria. Meanwhile, we had a letter that was released uh, yesterday that was sent to the Turkish uh, president, Erdogan, last week. And uh, in that letter, Trump, amongst other things, urged, don't be a tough guy, don't be a fool. He added in the letter, let's work out a good deal. You don't want to be responsible for slaughtering thousands of people. And I don't want to be responsible for destroying the Turkish economy, and I will. That was part of the letter he sent on the day the uh, the Turks invaded Syria. The front page headline in USA Today is Trump, Syria, quote, not our problem. That's the most interesting thing I, I thought he said yesterday. Yeah, not our border, not our problem. Yep, not Let our problem. About it. And I, here's something I would like to know. Now, if you listen to the show, you know I'm a non-interventionist. I, I, I like the idea of getting out of the Middle East and seeing what happens. How could it get worse? Um, but uh, Trump's saying not our problem. I wonder if Barack Obama is at home following this thing. And yeah, I hear you. Go for it. See what you can pull off. Because probably because yeah. having read the Bob Woodward book, Barack Obama tried to get out of a variety of military things, and it's almost impossible 
because the, the, between the State Department and the Pentagon, it's just entrenched, let's stay forever people. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to do. And the, some of the criticism of Trump blindsiding people or uh, you know, um, uh, and not letting more people know before he did this, I think of Barack Obama might say, you can't let them know. They'll find a way to stop you. I was surprised to hear that the other night expressed by an old hand who said that was part of it. You almost have to blindside people, issue the order before they can start the, uh, you know, start jamming sticks into the gears. This might end up being a horrible idea. I don't know. But um, it's, it's, it's apparently not easy to get out of the Middle East. And I heard I heard one strategist saying, we've been trying to keep Russia out of the Middle East for decades, going back to the sea. Yeah, we wanted them out of there when the oil ran the world and we needed that oil. Now that we don't need that oil anymore, Russia having some stake in Syria, why do I care about that? Is there a reason? i got to admit, some of that, we don't want Russia's sphere to expand. I just, I'm not as worried about it as some people are. Partly because, as I said the other day, Putin has no clear successor. He's well into his 60s. I, I just I have no idea what Russia's going to be in 25 years. So the House passed a resolution right. yesterday, everybody to 10, uh, condemning Trump's move in Syria. Hey, very gutsy of you. So why don't you craft some sort of legislation on what you would like him to do and put your name on that, you freaking coward. <laughs> you mentioned the vote. Well, congressional leaders from both parties went to the White House later in the day after that House vote. They were going to get briefed on the Syrian situation. However, it got contentious between Trump and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats walked out, charging that Trump insulted Pelosi and called her a third-grade politician, although other reports say third-rate politician. Pelosi Third-grade politician's not a phrase. Yeah. I mean, it's possibly said that. He's said other things in the past that weren't phrases. Right. But third rate is a the only reason I think it's he probably said third rate is you got a bunch of old people who can't yeah, hear right. sitting too far away. It's a very wide table if you see the picture. Sure. She's like fifteen what feet away. What do they call me? Third grader? <laughs> I think it was third grade politician. Really? Pelosi telling reporters after the walkout. We witnessed on the part of the president was a meltdown. Sad to say. House Minority Leader, though, Kevin McCarthy, one of the GOP uh, lawmakers at that meeting, slamming the Democratic members who walked out. The Speaker tries to make everything political. Her own statements weren't productive. To storm out of a meeting, which I've watched time before during other crises, is really not the ability of a Speaker or the style how a Speaker should carry herself out. Can we get... A, a Republican leader who can speak, please. Hey, that was an astonishing car wreck of an attempt <laughs> at stringing together a couple of sentences. That was a non-English speaker of subnormal intelligence. Wow. How is wow. Ke- Kevin I'm, McCarthy? I'm not sure he's coming the back Republican on. Republican leader of the House. I'm not sure he's coming back on. If you keep saying things like play that, play that train wreck again. All right. Play it again. Here we go. Here's Mr. McCarthy. The speaker tries to make everything political. Her own statements weren't productive. To storm out of a meeting, which I've watched time before during other crises, is really not the ability of a speaker or the style how a speaker should carry herself out. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Does he know like how, an eight-year-old? Does he know how plurals work? <laughs> Does he know how plurals work? Does he know how... 
any d- aspect of grammar. I think works. I'll carry myself out, as he just said. <laughs> um, there's there's another layer to this, though. It's possible that Nancy really wanted a photo of her standing up, pointing at the president, right. and her storming out to show the crowd that's still pushing for impeachment and, you know, the big vote and all that sort of stuff. Look, I hate him. I care as much as you do. He's yeah. a bad person. Look at me. I'm running him. I'm not going to bring a full House vote because I think it would be disaster. Right. So you never know what's going on here. Plus, you can have a fight with your wife or, or whoever else, your boss, and you disagree on who got angry and who, you know, who lost it and who didn't. Right. Sure. <laughs> sure. sure. So, yeah. Who knows? Right. You know, it's, it strikes me the contrast between, say, the, the Kurds and the reality they're living. Anybody who's caught up in that nightmare of a conflict over the last quite a few years or... You know, the, you, you got your people in your Chinese camps and the rest of it, your concentration camps. They got to be looking at the world's great superpower in our politics and thinking, how are these people even? I mean, they make Venezuela look organized. What is going on? These are odd times. But again, Trump immediately tweeted out the photo of her standing there pointing at him, and so did she. So they both right. thought it was to their advantage. And for his part. Child. You child, child. And, and for his part, President Trump also tweeted out, Speaker Pelosi needs help fast. He uh, said she was in a total meltdown, and she he also called her a very sick person who may have something wrong with her upstairs. You know, there's more to this we should probably get into, because she says at one point, to the, the why are you getting out, it's always Russia. Everything's with you is about Russia, which I thought was an interesting shot, uh, post-Muller report. Oh, yeah. Well, they're still trying to milk that a little bit. Russian asset is the new talking point. Of course, as uh, Kevin McCarthy said many times, I've seen it time before in some <laughs> crisis. <laughs> and and it is the and it is the 30th anniversary of the Loma Prieta earthquake that devastated the San Francisco Bay Area. 6.9 in 1989, the quake prompted the start of the great shakeout with earthquake drills around the country today at 10.17 local time. Drop and cover. And your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Boy. Too much going on. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have Turkey, Syria, impeachment People trying to become president against the current president, all going on at the same time. Elijah Cummings dying mysteriously. Right. A narrative I'm trying to get going. Maybe LeBron James had him killed to get bumped off the front page. Is that a possible? Oh, speaking of which, some uh, L.A. Lakers fan, he raised, I want to get the number right, I think it's forty-three grand. yeah, almost $43,000 to hand out Stand with Hong Kong t-shirts at the season opener. Oh, yes. wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow, wow, wow. So the NBA has got to figure out how to deal with that. Do they make a giant announcement? No political messages of any kind. Yeah, they, they, these t-shirts are black with yellow writing. And the symbol of the Hong Kong protest, Whoa. fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong, in big block lettering. How many people Unmistakable. Would, if you handed those out outside the arena, how many people would wear them, I wonder? Do not know. Because if you're a LeBron fan, you might not wear it just to make his life more difficult. And you probably are a LeBron fan if you're going to a Lakers game. Yeah, $43,000. I mean, that's uh, you buy T-shirts in bulk, you get them printed. I mean, you could definitely get them at $10 a unit. 
Uh, that's a heck of a lot of T-shirts. I mean, you sure. could have many hundreds of people wearing them. Oh, it's a big enough problem that the NBA would have to figure out, are we going to boot these people out or not? It would get attention. We get national attention. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's going to be exciting. I hope that becomes a thing across the NBA, just to add a little uh, layer of oh, yeah. Yeah, enjoyment enjoy to the whole that. thing. The yeah. NBA is struggling. For some reason, I like other powerful, rich people struggling in their lives. It's a, it's a bad oh, quality. A, I have to... nice, nice quality. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea of them trying to figure out how they're going to handle this without having a huge backlash. Uh, it's it's going to be really delicate Absolutely. handling it. They probably ought to hire Kevin McCarthy as their spokesperson. We'll probably call up the NFL. Hey, uh, the whole Colin Kaepernick thing, walk us through how you handle that. Because <laughs> that went great for you. <laughs> They're trying to figure this out. Yeah, we ought to get more into Trump's letter, I suppose, at some point. It's not that long. We should read the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, it's Trump's letter to the Turkish president. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's, it's uh, uniquely worded. Mm-hmm. It's, um, <laughs> it's, it's it's brief. It's to the point. Is there any chance it, it, it comes off the way it comes off because it was uh, it's a translation? Well, I would think they would put out the English version. Yeah, I don't think Trump is writing in Turkish. I think he it, writes in English, and then they translate. Yeah, from I'm there. really right. stretching for benefit of the doubt here. Wow, in yes, that, you are. In that, uh, get warmed up before you do that. In that, my, you know, I'm sitting down with somebody who does write and speak in whatever language Erdogan speaks, right? And uh, and and writes out my thoughts, and then when you when you put them in English, it sounds like this. Well, yeah, I, I suspect he wrote it out in English first, and <laughs> maybe that. I'd, what's that to? Is there a YouTube channel or something where people, like, translate a movie into Chinese and then translate it back into English? And by that point, it's pretty mangled. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, that sort of thing. Yeah, well, again, I would think the White House, which put out this letter, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, he handed out the original English version. At that meeting yesterday. not the funny YouTube version. (laughs) At the meeting where Nancy Pelosi stormed out and pointed her finger at him and thought he called her a third grape politician, (laughs) uh, he handed out copies of the letter to everybody because he wanted people to see it, so. What's a third grape Polynesian? (laughs) (laughs) So we got all that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A fire in Indiana almost killed 2,000 competitive racing pigeons. Although, if they couldn't get out of there, they probably weren't the best racing pigeons. <laughs> wow. I like pigeons that don't get captured. Oh, boy. Uh, the president unleashing a brusque and controversial letter to the president of Turkey. We'll have the whole thing for you in a few minutes. But here's the key phrase. You'll want to use this to your friends and coworkers throughout the day, don't be a tough guy, don't be a fool. I will call you later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start saying that all the time. I know. And he handed out that letter at the meeting that Nancy Pelosi left. I hate to say stormed out of because then I'm falling into the whole media thing of because one person's got up and leave is another person stormed out. Sure. And they've and done who that. melted down? And they've done that to Trump before, and I thought it was unfair. Did he storm out or did he just get up and leave and say, I'm done here? There's a difference. So you called it stormed up, but anyway, the New York Times claims they have, and they and they talk. They said they got no pushback from the White House. The transcript of the conversation between Nancy and Trump when she got up and left, and it's pretty entertaining too. So we'll package that all wow. together 
next hour if you get it on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, unfortunately, in the newsroom, they put away yesterday's potato salad for our big lunch meeting. Oh. And uh, I, was, I was about to eat that. Because it's just getting to its peak. To Nothing me. keeps overnight out on a table like potato salad. 20 hours or so at room temp is when potato salad is really at its best. You want to get that nice browning on top of right. it. Right. <laughs> that crustening. And, uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oof. That would probably actually kill you, right, if you ate a whole cupful of that potato it salad? Could. I could. It's a little early for a fatality. So it's like a big, giant bowl of antifreeze on the table in the lunchroom. <laughs> Waiting for a cat to come by. Yummy. Uh, offices are relaxing, and employees wish they weren't. <laughs> According to a new workplace boundaries report. Whatever that is. Since millennials and Gen Xers... Oh, millennials and Gen Zers. Gen Zers. No, it's Gen Zers. I'm not going to say that. I'm just okay. not. You make it sound like a tank. But Gen Zers. That's, what, what is it? What is that? Like oldsters. Genzers? Yeah. No, it's different. Anyway, what? Since millennials, <laughs> since millennials and Genzers now make up about 40% of the workforce, uh, the influence of young workers on office address codes and communication is becoming less formal. But not everybody appreciates this. Uh, so here's some of this, the, the findings. Two-thirds of workers, co-workers, say, two-thirds of workers say co-workers shouldn't be allowed to bring pets to work. They don't like that. I don't mind, but the, the only problem, I love the idea of having a dog at work. The problem is, if I bring my dog and you bring your dog, unless they're particularly well-trained, well-socialized dogs, right. they're, they're, you're going to have a little problem. And then who, right. who gets to keep their dog and who doesn't? And that's the problem you end up with. I would love to bring Bianca into work sometime, just so everybody could see her. It's just—it's not that many times in your life you ever see a dog that big. Uh huh. There aren't many on Earth. She I encourage rather, it. She's rather majestic. It's just absolutely incredible. I think there's a memo out at the Radio Ranch: don't bring your dog to work. Somebody did, evidently. I've wanted to bring Baxi in just to meet all of you guys, mm. but yeah, uh, I should bring Pup Pup in, our pug. He's—he's he's quite the entertainer. <laughs> um, oh boy. 62% say kids shouldn't be brought into the office. Uh, I don't know how often that happens when it's not a child care situation, like you don't have some place for them that day or something. I don't know. I wouldn't bring my kids to work because they'd be so flipping bored. Well, I, I whenever I see children in the hallways here, which happens occasionally, somebody you know is off but stops in. Or they got them at a really good price, so... What? They're paying them like $4 an hour and they don't oh, any better? No, no, no. I'm concerned that the evil will leach onto the child because their immune system isn't quite as developed. <laughs> oh, geez. And I would hate for that to happen. They might be in the lunchroom eating the potato salad. <laughs> we had an employee that used to bring his mother into the lunchroom. Yeah, oh, I don't know right. But she would bring baked goods. Yeah, so it, it was, was okay. weird, though. It was overly frequent. She was very, very nice. Oh, yeah. And he was very nice. Yes. But it was odd. Is that like a caretaker situation sort of thing? No, oh, no, no, not no, at all. Well, mm, I don't think at all. No, no. She was just kind of bored, and they really enjoyed spending time together. Well, and and she enjoyed baking things and having people be very happy that she'd brought them. Yeah, and I always was. Yeah, um, and those people only existed at her son's work. I guess I, that's a good point. It was harmless. It was just yeah. interesting. Sixty-three percent believe workout or athleisure clothing should not be worn in the office. Baloney. Tell that to my yoga pants. Sixty-three <laughs> percent, uh, or 52%, I like this one. About half of people say hugs should not be given in a professional setting. 
no hugging at work. And, 30, and a third uh, have received an unwelcome hug at work. Mm, yeah. The hugging, hugging thing. The just hugging. On, mm. on my uh, observing it, a lot of the whole hugging thing at work is dudes who are looking for the opportunity to hug the hottie Urgh. on a regular basis. I knew a guy like well, that. You're an anti-huggist, though. You're the wrong guy to ask. But I have observed this. I've known. I've I've known guy. I've known for a fact women complain to me. Oh, that's old hug and what's his name? He just loved the opportunity to hug all the hotties. It's funny, he didn't hug anybody else, just the hot chicks in the workplace. Because mm. he's a hugger. I'm a hugger. Oh, you don't hug? Let's hug. Yeah, whatever, dude. Oh, boy. <laughs> I get it. Oh, boy. Um, You okay with the athleisure in the workplace? Me? A half of people, I'm Mr. Athleisure. Half of people think there's too much gossip at work. Uh, about a third. Those, a little... those are the half of the people that get gossiped about. Yeah, because they smell bad. <laughs> oh, boy. On about 37% say coworkers are too informal on workplace chat platforms. You need to have punctuation. Capitalize everything. Don't bring your kids. Don't bring your pet. Don't wear athleisure. Don't gossip. I'm putting my dog in sweatpants and bringing them in. <laughs> Hell with all of you. I don't like your attitude. Oh, that reminds me. Speaking of yoga pants, the new trend in yoga, goat yoga is so out. Rage yoga. What? You shout obscenities and and middle fingers and and, and as you're doing yoga, Rage it lets out the negative yoga. right, lets out the negative energy. Wow, I'm all about that. I've finally <laughs> found a, a yoga studio where I could feel comfortable. That's an interesting one. Angry, angry yoga. We should see if we can find some audio on that. <laughs> People screaming at each other, probably jamming some really angry music and that yes. sort of thing. Now the dog position. Armstrong and Getty. 